we're fortunate today to be sharing some time with the man, a great man. I'm not going to totally steal your lines, but once I give the mic over to you, you once I give you the ball, you're going to run with it. It's going to be amazing. Touché. But the man is Jeremy McBride. Love, brother. Love. And so you are many things. You're a chef. So they say. But I know there's an asterisk okay, next to that, go. so we'll long, get to long it. Long include the asterisk. But you're a musician. Love music. You're an entrepreneur. 100%. Very much know what it's like to hustle. You know what it's like with the struggle meals, as you call it, For which sure. I love. I love that line. Got to get it out the mud. And you are now a TV personality on the Food Network, the 2023 hot list. Saw it on Deadline. Saw it a lot of places. Appreciate you, bro. But it's amazing. Thank it's you, It's awesome. So you've been paying attention to the media, clearly. Yeah. Right? Well, you. I mean, I got to. You know, you good stuff, man. It's no accident that you're on this show. None Touché. whatsoever. Touche. But to get back to the chef, no, you're yeah. not just a chef. No, you're a flavor finessa. Correct. Is that, correct. Did I get that you, right? You, yeah, I love the pronunciation at you. You took Thank your you, time man. with it, and it was very clear. Thank you. I worked on it. Flavor Vanessa. Vanessa. Explain a little bit about what that is. Yeah, all right. So all the food that I cook, it comes from, from family. It comes from memories that I've had previously. Like, I don't... I find, I find my inspiration because, unfortunately, a lot of my family members passed away, and all, all my memories are generally with them are tied to food. So it's re recreating that hamburger that my father used to make, recreating this chili, recreating that... That, that casserole that my mother used to make, which you call enchilada casserole, which is one of the best food items ever invented. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get you to run down on that later. But, yeah, that's, that's 100% what it is. Um, and did all these people come from Cleveland? Like, your family and everybody, they started in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. So I was born, born and raised in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. My dad is from Alabama, and my mother's from Texas. Okay. Yeah, so heavy South roots. You know, I, was, I, I would go to Texas every summer to visit my mom. Where my in mom. Texas? Man, country, country. I'm talking about Fairfield, Texas. Probably Where's Fairfield? I know it's between Houston and Dallas. All right? I know it's a lot of, okay. a lot of space in there, but I'm talking about Freestone County. I'm talking about country, country. I'm talking like... A small town. Yeah, yeah, Half a mile between neighbors. You know, yeah. we got land, whole bunch of cows. You know what I mean? Cattle guards and all that kind of situation. Yeah. I'm a city boy, but I definitely got the country experience just growing up down there. And that's, that's really where I actually found a, a different, a, a lot of love for it different types of cuisine that clearly aren't where I'm from. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like the summer sausages. I had the best watermelon I had in my life. You know what I mean? In, in the country of Texas, you know. Okay. okay. Seas down. So, yeah, 100%. So, the reason why I think you're going to be great for this podcast and the reason why I wanted you to come on and I feel so fortunate people listening, watching right now Look, is because... Shout out to y'all, man. <laughs> Beautiful spirits, each and every one of you. All right? <laughs> and he's not fucking with you when you do that. That's a fact. It's you know, it's just the way you are. You do. You bring light to the room. You really do. I appreciate that, brother. So right. you have a lot of experiences to share. So how sure. do you feel? Because coming up as an entrepreneur, somebody coming from Cleveland to come into Los Angeles, man. You know what I mean? Culture shock. Dreams, stars in your eyes, right? Of course, <laughs> of course. But how did you learn? Like, how do you feel about people sharing information? You know, to help others. That's everything, bro. Like, you can't take none of this information with you. Even mm -hmm. if you have the sauce, somebody else has to assemble it. You know what I mean? You can give them the recipe, but it don't mean it's going to come out the same. You understand me? No, I love it. So so you always got those. When you talk, I just want to be writing shit down just so we can make T-shirts. Like, you sell sure merch out of your mouth. Respect. Well, that's why I rock with you so tough, man. Yeah, that's true. See? true. You're the yin to my yang. Hey, thanks, man. It's because I'm shorter, too. We look like a different We look like a different version of twins, huh? Like, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'm Danny DeVito. You stupid. <laughs> but as far as like sharing of information, correct? How how do you feel about that? How do you think people should be about giving information, especially to people who are trying to start businesses, startups? Listen, you know man, what I mean? No, that's key, man. Information is everything. You know, I'm all of the ideology that if I made the mistakes, why should you have to make them? You know what I mean? Like I yeah. said, I, I can give you the sauce. You don't. You might not even necessarily necessarily follow it. I can give you my experience, and hopefully, me giving you my experience leads you on your path. Or can help you, can 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 right some of your wrongs. You know what I mean? Like I said, the mistakes that you made, you don't necessarily have to make them because I already made them. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it, and even with my own kids, but I feel like this when I'm working with founders or talking with founders, anybody, anybody doing a business doesn't right. even matter. I I just don't want them to have to go through something if they don't have to. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. But you know, and but but some people are hard headed, man. Some people have to experience things how they experience them. You know, I'd like to think that both of us are a little hard headed. Yeah, 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 definitely. We get in our own way a little bit sometimes. All I'm sure. the time. I know I do for know? sure, without a doubt. But that's a part of the process, man. You gotta 
A, identify that you're getting in your way because a lot, yeah. of, a lot of times when you get in your way, you don't even realize you're getting in it. So the fact that you can identify that, yo, I'm getting in my own way, that's the beginning for sure. So how about this? Let's take it back a little bit. Okay. What was the first business you started? Ever? In life? Ever. Ever in life. Oh, shit. I used to sell candy and CDs. What? That was my that was my 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 own first personal business. Yeah, that was uh, like eighth grade, ninth grade, and all through high school. What was like, your markup? Kind of, like, oh man, listen. So my mom, shout out, shout out to my mom. I had the best mom in the world, um, Dorothy Elizabeth McBride. Rest in peace. I love you so much. But she was um, start off. She was my my seventh grade science teacher. So like, she's been in education she, for thirty five years before she retired. But um, long story short, she's. I always had to do math sheets, you know what I mean? Math, Just math sheets, like like simple addition, subtraction. Oh, I know addition, what you're about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I literally had to do those every day. Okay. And that that gave me kind of like a love and understanding of numbers. She knew that, so okay. she knew that I can apply that to a business because my father, he's he's a finance, he was a financial analyst. So okay, I kind of get it from both sides, but she put the ball in my hand. You know what I mean? She bought me my first pack of candy, which I believe uh, from Sam's Club. I think it was uh, eighteen dollars. And you get uh, 25 pieces. And I was selling silly, um, what's it, uh, Sour Patch Straws. You familiar with those? Yeah, remember yeah, Sour Patch Straws? Yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. So my markup on those was $2. I was selling those for $2 a watt in high school. So each pack that I get, I pretty much flip it. You know, and after I flip it, I just give her a little money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like that. Your mom's like, you know, I'm getting that passive revenue. The thing is that, no, she, she didn't even want it, though. You know what I mean? So no, like, no she, I get it. She, 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 like, I wouldn't even, half the time, I honestly wouldn't get it. She'll just buy me candy just so I could sell it. You know what I mean? So I could, so I could maintain. So, But it's almost interesting because that's what was happening. Right. And But you understood and respected that, that you, you got to pay her her cut. No, no 100%. That's standard. You know, you, you, can't, uh, you, can't, you can't fuck up the plug, man. All right. So exactly. with the CDs. Yes, sir. How did like how did that work? All right, so like, were you just BMG it? Remember BMG? I do you, remember BMG. So you're sure. getting like the introductory kind of, ten or twenty kind of, CDs? Kind of, <laughs> no, not even not even like that. All right, so um, I grew up. I feel old, but I grew up in a time where uh, a website called LimeWire was pretty was pretty active. The way and, you and say shit. that, you make it sound like it's <laughs> so old. Like BMG is way before LimeWire. No, so when you want to talk old, you look at my salt. Come you on, man. No, 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 Chief, man. You, you as young as you feel, man. You feel me? So I can turn that right back around on you, baby. You know? But you said LimeWire. Like LimeWire yeah, is so man. light years ahead of BMG. Come, like touche. I dated myself touche. way back. Touche. You know what I mean? No, Brandy was even ordering BMG CDs. You know what I mean? Come on. But anyways, so how'd you get them? So you All did right. LimeWire. Yeah, so 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 LimeWire, uh, BearShare. Um, BitTorrent. The, BitTorrent, yeah, Napster? for sure. Napster? Uh, Napster would, would give me viruses. I always always caught, caught the viruses <laughs> off Napster, man. But um, but yeah, man, just identifying the market. Um, I asked I asked for um, a CD burner. Uh, I think it was a ninth grade for Christmas. That's all I wanted. Uh-huh. I mean, just give, please, just give me the CD burner. You know what I mean? I had the whole vision. I was like, yo. I got the music, you know what I mean? I, I know I got, I know where to get it, you know what I mean? I know how to mass produce it. Let me, let me get it out to the people. And yeah, bro, I was selling CDs, man, my entire high school. I think the statute career, of limitations man. right yeah, now. So we go in past 10, so we straight. That's the only reason I'm talking about. Y'all ain't got to come find me. It's all right. It's all right. Money's already spent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, and yeah, I just rocked out. I was just known as the CD man. So everybody would always come to me. And like, once you're known for something, which is very important even in business now, you know, and just even knowing back then, simplicity, like I, I, I stuck in my lane. Like I wasn't trying to trying to do too much. You know, you know, you could come to me to catch all the new SQ, SQ5 and SQ4. That's those were uh, Little Wayne's squad CDs that I sold the most of when I was, oh, was back then. Yeah, yeah. that's mixtape, mixtape days, bro. So. So, yeah, man. But like I say, a lot of those um, tactics I can apply to the businesses that I started now is just about identifying a concept or a thing. Keep it simple as possible, but yeah. just make sure you execute at the highest level, you know. So, g- going back, shit, my CDs were on 10, you feel me? I had the, had the little cover art, you know what I mean? I made it, you know what I mean? I, I made sure that, you know, my writing was clear, yeah. you know, not no chicken scratch. Because I don't know, you know, a lot of people used to sell them, sell the burn CDs with a lot of chicken scratch. You don't even know exactly what you're listening to until you put it in, but... You actually yeah. cared for what the it, product. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, and that pretty much that pretty pretty much got me started, man, on on a hustle, man. And I just picked up multiple other hustles, some legal, not not, not legal. You don't no, have to go into story. too 
too much detail as far as things, but no, I know you were like a bouncer. Yeah, oh hell like, yeah. How, bro. What are some what is some of the range of just random yeah, stuff man, that you st- did? Bro, like from from a from a bouncer to a model. To, well it uh, showed. No, respectfully. Yeah. I know I show that calf. I see the calves. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out, podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Man, actor, bro, like um, doing post production for for films. Like, what'd you do in post? Um, I, see, I, that's pretty much the primary reason why I moved to LA. I moved out here to uh, to go to recording engineering and film school. So, like, creating okay. like post production and stuff for like for, like movies. Like, I love orchestral sounds, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I love to create in that, in that space. So, that was pretty much uh, the the launching pad for me. Um, and that led to like relationships with District District 78, who were like they were doing a lot of music on MTV, and I was just creating music for them as they were putting it on TV, and that just led to other relationships that I had as creating music. And like music has always been like a foundational piece to me, you know. what I mean, even if I'm not putting it out, like I love making it, you know what I'm saying? So, well, it's such a part of the culture, 100. percent And it, I mean, brands, I mean, you can create a whole brand behind just a feeling and a vibe, right? Five thousand percent, bro. So going from just the range of things you did. Correct. What ended up leading you towards, I don't want to say, it definitely wasn't your first success. Right. I mean, because you definitely had, you know, peaks and valleys and everything. Yeah, that's life. But with the restaurant, Correct. as far as Comfort LA, that's where that's it kind of really, it. you seem to go in a different direction with a new trajectory. No, Would that sure. be fair to say? No, 100%. 100%. So, like, just being out here, like I said, I, I was, a, like, doing bouncing private, uh, private security, bodyguard work. And those whole late hours, you know, so me, especially being downtown, like, it was, I always wanted food, but, like, the quality of food I felt was just lacking, you know what I mean? It was only, like, one spot, and I think it's called L.A. Cafe, that okay. was really open on the late night side that you can go and get a moderately to decent meal. Um, so I identified a niche, and to me, and please don't take this the wrong way, L.A., for what it is, the food is not good. Like, it does not equate to... The prestige that it holds, in my person, in my personal humble opinion, you like me, we can fight about it. It's okay. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> what your one friend Mona, yeah, yeah, yeah. she worked, you know, she's a journalist with Eater LA. Correct. You guys are aligned on a lot of the sentiments yeah. surrounding LA food culture. Yeah, Would man. that be fair to say? That, the, respectfully, shout out Mona. She's yeah. a star in the gym. I love her with my whole heart. No, that's that's that, that's that's valid, man. So like, in my in my in my particular uh, situation, like just identifying that. I felt like late night food was lacking. So long story short, um, I wanted to do something in the space. I really wasn't sure like how to go about it. And this was before people were like, before a ghost kitchen existed, before people were doing- So what year was this? Just kind of give a point of reference. 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely way before ghost kitchens. For sure. For sure. So, and I know, I knew I wanted to do something in food, but I wanted to to bring something that, like I say, I'm a flavor finesse. I want to do something that really meant something to me. Mm -hmm. So- I started to develop a concept for um, for a food truck um, when I was going to do Polish Boys. And you don't know about a Polish boy unless you're from Cleveland, Ohio, all right? So Who's educate the people. Okay, I'm going to let you eat a rundown on this. A, probably be, be the most delicious sandwich that you will ever cross your palate. Trust me. Uh, what it consists of is a, a Polish sausage because Cleveland was definitely is the Midwest and it's, it's like heavily, heavily Polish influenced in a lot of ways, Polish, yeah. German. Italian, you know, so <clears throat> that comes through in the culture of the cuisine. So start off with a with a, with a perfectly seared and or fried kielbasa uh, sausage. Um, you need a, a, a solid vehicle to hold it. So on top of the ten, a nice Kaiser bun. On that thing, you will have uh, the most delectable of barbecue sauces. <laughs> All right. On top of that thing, right there, you also need a layer of coleslaw. Okay. Mayo based coleslaw. Is the is the is the I guess you could say the the natural way to consume a Polish boy like a Hellman's mayonnaise. Correct, okay. correct. Mayo based slaw, and on top of that thing, okay. some uh, fries. And okay. it can't really just necessarily be any fries. Most Polish boys come with those prepackaged frozen fries. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Because you know that. What is it? Orida? Uh, yeah, uh, Orida adjacent. You know what I mean? Nine okay. times out of ten, it was the the value. The value pack of oh, fries. Oh, okay. You know I got you. Sam's Club value pack. No, no, <laughs> I get up. it. Yeah, yeah. Straight up, and then another. Uh, Solid douse of barbecue sauce on that thing. Uh-huh. So, it's, so you're getting barbecue sauce two ways. You wrap it tight. The thing is to wrap it. You got to leave it wrapped for at least two to three minutes. You know what I mean? Just so all those flavors can, can absorb, especially into the bread. Yeah. Take a bite of that thing, and it can potentially change your life. That's on God. <laughs> it sounds like it. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, man. It's really one of the most delicious sandwiches, but 
It's only found in Cleveland, Ohio, and it's only found in like in the black barbecue spots. You know okay. what I mean? Like it's not, it's not. Um, you got to really be a, of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To really even uh, really understand what a Polish boy is. People come yeah. from miles around to test out different Polish boys. And the only way you can really get a Polish boy is if you know about it. You got to go to these certain barbecue spots. And nine times ten, they in the hood. You know, yeah. that's where the best food is. You know. Yeah. The, the most impoverished know how to do the do the most with what it is that they have. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I feel like my whole life is chopped. You know what I mean? I got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. How the fuck do I make something magical? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So look at ramen, baby. Come on, man. Shout out to it's ramen. It's all man. leveling up because Shout of it. Shout out to ramen for sure. Because it was a struggle meal, to Definitely. your point. Definitely. But I mean, the culture is embracing it in a different way now. Very true. Very true. Now ramen is is is. is, is Top tier eating, man. You yeah. know what I mean? It's really extremely You want to talk about margins? I mean, come on. <laughs> Amazing. Right? Amazing. <laughs> if you got if, listen, if you got that sauce with ramen, your money <laughs> money will stretch. It's all it's, it's even better than pizza. Pizza's has one of the best margins as far as per capita, as far as uh, large, large um uh, I guess you could say large scale cuisine, if you will. Okay. Um shit, it takes to make a to make a large 24-inch pie is like four, three dollars. Okay. Know, what does it sell for? Thirty-two dollars, especially out here. Thirty-five dollars in L.A. Come on, bro. Dude, pizza by the slice gets you at eight bucks. That part, exactly. So <laughs> at least it's a big piece. So no, true, <laughs> true. And that's just also something that I go back to, man. Identifying something that a people want, you know, and it can be monetized with the lightest lift. You know, what I mean, I'm always looking for for niches. Like, how do I take advantage of this space for like be able to keep a concept aligned? And also at the same time, I mean, it has to be what, what what the people want at the end of the day. Yeah, because just because you like say, and, and I'm sure you've seen this a lot, right? Or, um, our, a good friend of ours, Adam, actually yeah. shared this experience where Shout out Adam, right? Adam Weisblatt. <laughs> so there was this taco stand that's been in I think Boyle Heights mm-hmm. for decades, yep. and or it was Highland Park, one of the two, and it was this Hispanic gentleman, you know, didn't speak a whole lot of English. And then his son kept coming up, and he's like, hey, we got to put this on Instagram and do this and that. And it's just kind of getting by. Right. But the moment that the son came in and put the new kind of flavor on it, spin on it, it brought a whole new thing to it. But it was about the community. Right. So do you see that happening in a lot of ways with food? Yeah, 100%. Like, that's that's everything's going to, to the internet. You know what I mean? Like, even I'm, like I said, I can only speak to my experience. Like, when, when, I, st- when I started in the restaurant space... Like, Instagram just started, for real. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, we were just, like, scratching the surface on, like, how to reach. And, like, those were the days where you can literally, you can get, like, a 1,000 followers in a day if you do something. Like, now it's so heavily monetized that you have to, you have to be on that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to be on the on the next wave. You have to be able to create these things that resonate with with everybody. Because everybody's watching, uh, needs the ASMR. Everybody needs those tight food shots. You know what yeah. I mean? Like... It's just a standard that has been set. You know what I mean? Not saying that you have to necessarily stick with that, but you, because I'm, shit, I don't stick to the script. You know what I mean? When I see people doing something, me, and this is where I, sometimes I get in my own way, I'm, as we, as we spoke about, I'm totally off that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? If it's something that I'm seeing everybody's doing, it's like, all right, that's cool. I see what they're doing, but I'm going to do it like this. You know, so it might be, it might, it, that can, that can work two ways. Yeah. That if you can identify something that, is is popping and being able to apply it to your own variation, then that's a winning recipe. Or you can just follow the script, you know what I mean? And at that point, you're just like everybody else, but you might be able to garner that those views and that audience and that attention that you were looking for. So it's really it's a, all about you. Because it's a vehicle for storytelling. 100%. And if you're able to tell a story, it really does come back to branding and culture. Definitely. Because, I mean, it's not it's not that you're a capitalist in a certain way. But especially when it comes from a good place, right? right? Especially from the culture. So when I think of skateboarding, right? We were right. talking about it before. If you were skating in an active area such as Lockwood, it didn't matter. There was kids of a lot of different ethnicities. Right. And when it would be an active area and something might pop off, you know, people would come through and be like, kids, you got to bounce. Right. But they would look out for you because they respected the culture. Absolutely. And it was two different cultures coming right. together. You know, mind you, we can disregard the fact that there's some legal, legal stuff going down. Of course. But it's the power of it, right? Definitely. But now we're seeing ways and we're getting older, right? And so we came from that generation that had a lot of that. Right. And people are trying to identify themselves through music, through clothing, through so many things. But it it's not just about the capitalism of it. It's right. really an identifying factor, 100%. right? 1,000%. So, so when you're talking about doing the Polish dog, 
How did Polish that get? To, let's Polish get it straight, boy. man. Polish educate boy. me. Polish boy. Polish boy. Yep. My you bad. say that if you say that in Cleveland, they might shoot you. All right. Okay, they, my say, bad. Say the wrong name. All right. Polish. Boy. Maybe I was thinking because maybe I was thinking <laughs> the Pittsburgh saga things because Which that's bad. a big Polish community in no, Pittsburgh. No, no, it is. It which is, is close for sure. to Cleveland, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not Definitely. too far. We all still we're a greyhound away. Right. One hundred percent. Straight up. Less than two hundred miles. How did you get from that to Comfort LA? All right. So, like I said, going back, I was developing developing the uh, the concept for the food truck, and long story short, I was bouncing across the street from this. Uh, this, this, this clothing store. And the owner of the clothing store is a brother. He's always been, he was always pretty cool, you know. And he told me that he was throwing like a, like pretty much like a mixer for like black, black businessmen downtown. Okay. I'm like, oh, word. I'm like, shit, man. Let me cater that thing, man. I cater it for free. You know what I mean? That's pretty much, pretty much apply. I just want to, you know what I mean? Get out here, man. See if I can meet somebody this, that, and the third. Yeah. And long story short, I did it. And, and I did. I met I met my business partner, my business partner Mark. You know, um, shout out to Mark. No, shout out, shout out, shout out, Mark Walker, the strategist man. That's my dog right there. He's got yeah. an interesting history. Oh yeah, man. Bro been bro been in a lot of stuff for yeah. sure, for sure, man. He was a consultant for like one of those bigger agencies, yeah. like a McKinsey or a McBain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah. Definitely big dog in the space, man. But um, long story short, he um he was pretty much watching the reactions of all the people who were eating eating my food. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because He's he's uh, he's Presbyterian. I mean a uh, Presbyterian. Pes, pre, pe, uh, pescatarian. Pes- we went Presbyterian. Pescatarian. I mean, there is still a fish involved, Jeremy. <laughs> so you're not too Touché. far from there. There's a fish. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but he but he's uh he's he's Presbyterian, so uh, he he didn't actually even eat eat anything that I brought. You know, what yeah. I mean, like I say, he was basing it off the reactions of the people who were eating. Yeah. So long story short, off of that, he um he approached me and asked me like, what was I trying to do with the concept? Um. From there, he said he had he had access to a kitchen space, okay. Um, which uh, which one of his neighbors, uh, Sarkis, who owned um, I forgot the name of the spot, Daily Planet, I feel like it was in um, in Arts District. That's not the name of it. It's totally wrong. But shout out Sarkis. Um, Sarkis had a kitchen which was he was using for like a lot of his prep. You know what I mean for his for his primary restaurant, and he pretty much allowed us to to rent it out. So that's when the Comfort LA pop up started. You know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, start off, start off, start off as a pop up. And we were only late night. We were rocking from eight p.m. to three a.m. because, like I said, those were the hours that I was up. Especially being a bouncer and always up. It's like I know it's no good food out right now, so I want to take advantage of this. Of this, and you knew how to handle a crowd. Very true, one hundred percent. Which is everything, you know. Yeah. Crowd control is that's nothing more than being able to communicate. You know what I mean? It isn't. Everybody thinks it's about um, aggression. Nah, not at all. But Total you know, opposite. Like Snoop Dogg said it once when he was mm-hmm. talking about it in the Defiant Ones when uh-huh. he's talking when Suge Knight made that comment at the BET Awards on the East Coast, Word. and he's like, "We have to match aggression with aggression, but aggression with love." And I thought that was really powerful it because. Is. He was right. You have to deliver and match the same intensity and tonality. Right. But you can change the message. 100%. You can change the narrative. 100%. 100%. That in itself is branding in so many ways that people like him, they see it in a different way. Right. And then they're the ones who set the standards, right, that everybody's trying to catch up to. Very true. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, no, but, that it, was but something you said resonated on, with me. That's, 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 that's spot on, brother. 1,000%, man. So, um, long story short... Uh, Acquired the space. We knew knew one to do a late night joint, um, and yeah, literally three weeks after we met, started started first pop up. Was Comfort LA. Um, Why did you choose a pop up to start um, as because, opposed to getting a space, renting a space? I know the answer, yeah, but I think it's going to help educate the people listening. Watch oh yeah, it. chose the pop up because no, personally that was the only option I had. No, <laughs> no, but for, <laughs> but for real, for real, it um, it, it gives you the ability to create a concept without the the heavy lift of having, you know what I'm saying, of, of, of like fully, because technically we were renting the space, so we, we we still rented it out, but the lift is a lot lighter, you know what I mean? If you if you can identify your market and be able to really touch your market, you know what I mean? It gives you an opportunity to grow and opportunity to scale, and that's pretty much exactly what, what happened. You know, we were late night pop-up, 8 to 3, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Sunday we did a brunch from 12 to uh, twelve to 4 or some shit like that. And um, So what were your other income streams at that point in time? Oh, it was just bouncing. So it's just bouncing. Just, I was just so just getting listen. baller on a budget. Oh, one hundred percent balling on a budget. Like, and that's that's really the philosophy for everything. Even if you got it, you don't necessarily have to spend it. You know what I mean? There, there are ways because what happens when you don't have money is that your real creativity has to kick in because yeah. that's really all you have. You know what I mean? Like, and it's good. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. Capital is king. You know what I mean? Capital takes you to the next level, but humble beginnings. You know what I mean? Create solid foundations. You yeah. feel me? So. Understanding that, man. Understanding that I wanted to 
be able to repurpose all the ingredients I had to to so you're not a you're not buying buying more stuff and being able to create some, create something consistent. And um yeah man, I put together the first menu man, and uh, which is pretty much still the standard of of the concept today, uh, which is not your average fried chicken, all organic, and we and and it's also being able to hit those those certain niches like. For understand, for example, like everybody's more conscious about what they're eating, so I wanted to make sure that especially LA, especially LA, so. I wanted to make sure I use all organic ingredients. You know what I mean? Because that's a hook. When, when somebody hears organic, their ears already perk up and they already look at you yeah. in a different light than they would if you just said I do soul food. Yeah. So like understanding that and understanding I wanted to keep a tight menu, um, those are pretty much the crux on which uh, the concept was developed. You know, so um, started off not your average fried chicken. Um, my signature that sauce. What about the Big Sexy? Oh, the Big Sexy. That came later down the line. That oh, was okay. a later development. You know what I mean? From pop-up stages. That, that's a, so the way you name your food, yes, so, sir. It's, it's an experience itself. 100%, man. It's like, it's awesome. It's so great. God bless you. You know what I mean? I do, man. Like, who would not smile ordering a Big Sexy? <laughs> like, anybody walk in, even somebody who's super pissed off, like, I want Straight a Big up. Sexy. You know what I mean? No, it's kind of like somebody moves. You can't, you can't be mad saying the Big Sexy. It's like that silly branding on the back of the trucks that say, can you say Ross Swiss without Straight a smile? Up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so where did you go to learn about this? Like, how did you learn to do this? Because what you're talking yeah. about, you ever read The Lean Startup? I have not. No, no. So the reason why I asked that is because if you had, then it's like, cool, you learned it from a book. But because you hadn't, how did you figure that out? Because that's a book that talks about what huh. you just said of having very little and getting creative. God. Where'd you learn? The big the big man upstairs. He answered back? Yeah, Dude, listen, you're going to make he, even he, more money if you can <laughs> if you can get people to text him. The thing is that he's always answering back, but are we listening? You know what I mean? It that's might not necessarily point. be... Um, words, but he he shows you, man. You know, okay. and and are you are you are you walking the path that he that he opens up for you? And I really feel like I just walked through, I'm um, just moving through spirit. You know what I mean uh, to develop it because that that's really all I can I can accredit it to. You know what I mean? I, like I wasn't in the space, but I, I did. I guess you could say I did understand business. Like I said, because I started I started in business from, the, from from the jump. You feel yeah. me? So that foundation was there, and it's really just a replication of what I did previously. Like I stuck to the script. Okay, I'm this. I'm doing this. It's it's Simplicity. I'm staying in my lane, but I'm gonna provide a quality product. So, and how important was it to have a co-founder? Co-founder is, is everything because at the end of the day, um, I am a creative. You know, it's, it's it's very, 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 and I can't say enough. Varies. It's very, 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 very important to identify people who, 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 who are, um, I guess you could say, who are good at what you lack, if you will. You yeah. know, so that's one. That's one hundred percent why me and me and Mark work. You know, he's a. Uh, He's a business. He's he's analytics. He he makes he makes shit happen. You know what I mean? He knows how to he knows how to build. He knows how to scale. I'm the creative. You know what I mean? He 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 assisted in, in bringing my vision to life. You know what I mean? He yeah. he assisted in in instilling those foundational pieces. You know that were that allowed us to scale. You know allowed us to go to these different levels. It sounds like. So it just sounds like you're able to remove ego. Like, how are you able to do that? It's tough. That's hard, isn't it? No, no, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it, it took it took some removal of ego on both on both parts, you know, because I'm I'm a Leo, you know. I mean, I'm very when I see something, you know, I, this is how I want to do it. This is how it should be done, you know. Yeah. But just just learning to relent and learning which battles to 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 pick and which ones to fight for, you know, that was all a learning process. That's not some shit you just start off the gate with, you know. What I mean, you have to you have to a be malleable enough to understand that you know what i mean you're not a you're not always right you know and b a lot of people know a lot more than you so like i'm just just i just try to keep uh keep an open mind with that and that, that was big bro man big bro came came with knowledge and he hit a lot of things on the head you feel me that made that made sense so and he showed man he did he did more than just talk like it was he took action in a lot of things and i'm all about that you know because especially in this city so many so many people talk shit you know what i mean so many motherfuckers got are bullshit, you know. So just like people, like I'm all about action, you know. what I mean, like show me, and and he definitely, oh, so definitely showed. They're just you know going saying? around saying that we're going to do this, this, do this, that. but they actually don't do follow. Don't through. do that. Not even just just follow through, or just be on be on bullshit. Like you know, what I mean, just like not with true intentions in mind. You know, what mm. I mean, because I've dealt with I dealt with, dealt with both spectrums. That's of that, valid. You know. So, so how do you ignore that noise? Like how do you get through that and still focus? Uh, it's what's something that worked for you? It's tough. Something that something that worked for me is um. Reading reading a book on um, emotional intelligence, like EQ EQ over over IQ. I can't remember the name of it. And I have it around here somewhere. I'll we'll put it in our show notes for sure, definitely. For sure. But yeah, there's but just, a couple really good books yeah, about man. emotional intelligence. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Just understanding that, and just understanding that 
your emotional intelligence is, is is more important than how much you know. You know what I mean? Because because a if you can read a room, if you can if you can balance energies, then you don't have to know it. You know what I mean? Because you can talk to somebody who can convey the part that you can. Yeah, because it it isn't hokey. Because at the end of the day, you are an individual that is servicing other individuals. Correct. Hospitality. You have an blank canvas to tell Work. your story, to create this experience. Work. And it was a pop-up. Yeah, man. And until you moved into a brick and mortar. Correct. So, yeah, you have to think of things in that way. You have to think, and it, and it had your touch. So when right. people say, oh, it was made with love, you know, it's silly, but no, that's, that's it's, real it's actually real. Yeah, it's, 100%. Because naming a chicken sandwich the big sexy isn't an accident. At all. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is a sexy sandwich. It is a sexy sandwich. Man, my, my Well, it's only because of the chef. Touche. God what? bless you. Look at him. Look at this guy. Try so, to take me home, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'll buy dinner. I'll buy dinner. <laughs> so how did you go from just the pop-up to the full-time brick and mortar? Man, that was God again, man. Shout out to shout out to Big Guy Records, man. He really be uh, really be pulling God the strings, records. man. <laughs> really be pulling them strings, man. I'm telling man. you, I'm not lying. Every time, almost every time you talk, I just see a T-shirt and I see merch. That's all I see. Straight up, man. So, bro, we rocked the we rocked the uh, the pop up man for ten months, and the shit just blew up, man. Started um, catering for like the likes of LeBron, you know what I mean? Uh, what drew Kevin what Hart. drew him in? Because those are big I names, don't man. No, bro. I think you dropped the name back John, there. Uh, John C. Riley, man. <laughs> Shout out to John C. Riley, man. He's one of the first one of the first first celebs that I pulled up, man, to show love on a consistent basis, man. He, so he has. I don't know if you know his story with Silver Lake. Nah, I don't. So John C. Riley had lived in Silver Lake for a long time. And when gotcha. he got big, everybody was like, oh, he's going to peace out like everybody else. Huh. He stayed. Shout out to Because bro. he loves community. He's he solid, loved man. his community. He's a solid dude, man. He's a solid dude, bro. But go ahead. Sorry and, for uh, And no, nah, bro, just like I say, just 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 being open on the late night side, you know, and being being in uh, Arts District, which is Skid Row, Arts District, whatever you want to call it, like, it's, it's, it's a big community over there. And a lot of people go through there. And, and that community really really embraced us. So they were bringing all their folks through. Shout out Jess at uh, Bootleg Theater, one of the early, early, earliest supporters. She's, she brought so many. She's the one. She's the reason John C. and a whole bunch of other faces in the, in the, in the um, heavy and acting world have come so through. So how did those celebrities correlate to your success? Um, they, 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 uh, they Did do, they post about you? Or? Not even. It's just, you know, it's the validation that you feel when somebody, you know what I mean, that you see on the screen comes to your space. That's really what it is. That's just it feels good. Stroke, you know what I mean? But it does. It feels good. No, it for does. sure. For sure. And you got to celebrate those little wins. No, you do. You, you do. do. Because that, because those are nothing but, um, I guess you could say confirmations that you're on the right path, you yeah. know, 100%. So. But how do you stay even keeled? So stuff's popping, right? Yeah, yeah. Things exactly. are going good, but how do you stay even keeled not to buy into your own? Oh, I, I guess it's how I was raised, man. Like I, I'm, I'm all about like showing love. So even, even though shit was going that that way, like I'm deflecting. You know what I mean? I'm trying to shine a light on the people that are around me. You know what I'm saying? And figuring out different ways that um to keep to keep you know what I'm saying keep me grounded. You know, um I deflect a lot. It's hard for me to take praise, man. Like I like I receive it. You know what I mean? But it's hard for me to like really live in that shit, even though I know I'm, I'm a fucking star. You so, know what I'm saying? So one thing, and it, and the reason why I'm having I stammer a little bit because Word. it does it makes me smile. Word. So you and I were talking one time, and I was I think I was talking about I went and got my hair cut by uh -huh. Fernando. Yeah. And I'm like, shout no, out Fernando. That's what you did. <laughs> and it was amazing because it was so simple. Word. But it made me feel like, oh, man, I got a good haircut did, guy. Like, my boy, he can cut hair. You did. But the way you did it, it's such a human interaction. Right. You had, you don't know who Fernando is. I don't. You know what I mean? And most people, you're just having a conversation, and it's just you're listening. Right. And you hope they're listening, right? <laughs> you hope it's a reciprocal least, conversation. Right. But when you did that, it showed me, it opened my eyes to a whole new way of taking active listening mm. and being a part of my story. Mm. It's almost like you're a part of Fernando, you never met him. Nope. But it made me feel better that I made such a good choice in my haircut. It was <laughs> it's these little though. things. And it maybe, is. you know, maybe I'm overthinking no, it. No, no, no. That's valid. That's but valid. It, it made my it made me smile. It That's made dope. me smile so much that later on in the day I thought about it. That's and I dope. revisited it. I'm like, damn, dude. I wonder if Jeremy's doing this intentionally. Because <laughs> I don't know if you ever read that book by Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference. I He's a negotiator. Okay. He, he does a lot of things very intentionally, mm. and he's on a master class telling people how to negotiate. Gotcha. And I'm wondering, I'm like, does Jeremy look at life that way? But then again, even if you did, it's 
it comes from a good place. It oh, seems one, like you know no, what I mean. One hundred percent, bro. Like, like I, I lead with love, man. That's really all I have, man. Nobody's perfect, so don't don't get it twisted. I'm not a fucking angel who <laughs> just walks around here with wings, but. Love is pretty much the guiding factor of my life, man. Like, um, like and I said, and it's helped you in business. It, oh, one hundred percent. You know, what I mean, like I said, most of the family members that meant, meant the most to me have passed away. So, because of that, like, you have to, you have to a know the know the power of love. Know that that love will live will live on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And know that you are protected. You know, that's really and that's really just that's really just how I move, man. And, and how much knowing that I have a have a team of angels up there who are paving the way for me. I know I have. I know I have a, a loving support system, you know, and I know that at the end of the day, all we have is love. So why not lead with it? So you, it sounds like you have a good support structure. Correct. Which it's, it seems like you couldn't do what you do in nah. your business. No. And, you know, now with being a TV personality. Correct. Without that. But the, but if a lot of your loved ones passed away, how did you learn to curate the people you have in your life? See, when the loved ones passed away, the foundation I leaned on was the friendships that I built. You know what okay. I mean? So um, I'm grateful, extremely grateful for my two two of my best friends who I consider brothers, you know, from Cleveland. Ohio. They moved out here pretty much to help me, help me because they believed, they believed in the restaurant. They believed in not just that, but they wanted to get the, get the fuck out of Cleveland. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's cold. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely cold. <laughs> so I ain't going to give them all that. But I, um, I spent time in Dayton, Ohio. I know you, you know. cold. You definitely know. So, um... Yeah, man. My, yeah, my brother. My brothers came out here. You know, none of them have like, or yeah, no, that's, that's a lie. Bernard used to work in Wendy's in high school, so um, none of them were really in a food space at all. But like I said, they believed in the concept and they came and they were willing to do whatever was necessary to help. You know, what I'm saying take it to the next level. So awesome. yeah, no, that foundation was everything. Like Comfort LA wouldn't exist if it wasn't for my brothers Bernard Shanklin and, and Malcolm Edwards. You know, my my brother DJ Gus, and of course the first. Um, assistance I ever had in the food space with my brother Cordero Davis you know what I mean who owns a beautiful uh, wine and pizza bar called Crossroads LA in Hawthorne not to be confused with that Crossroads, Crossroads. vegan spot no 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 not vegan no no it's in Hawthorne he has probably the best pizza that would ever cross your palate you know um, beautiful beer and wine pairings and, um, and yeah man he's, he's he's even taking taking being able to open open that spot so like I feel like I've um I had an extremely solid foundation, but it wasn't just that. Like everybody in my, everybody who we grew with has has built something. You know what I mean? And they were able to take, because I was I was a test dummy. You know what I mean? We learned so much, so much building comfort that people were able to apply the things that they were learning to the ventures that they went on to next. So it sounds like that cliche is the tide gets higher, all ships rise. That part, that part right there, bro. For real. Things are going well with Comfort LA. Right. How did so? And you tried being um, an actor and things like that. How yeah. did you? How did the Food Network thing happen? Man, so all right, man. Rome was not built in a day, man. As <laughs> much as social media make you look like shit happens overnight, it doesn't. I promise you. So, um, like I said, being being in 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 the space as as an actor, like I'm naturally like I or so I've been told. I'm I'm naturally very good on the camera. You are. So, God bless And you. anybody watching, I'm sure <laughs> they can feel you. You come right through that screen, man. Respect, Just bro. so you know, when you were talking about Brussels sprouts, uh-huh. on the best thing I ever ate, yeah. my missus and I were watching it. We're like, damn, we got to go get us some Brussels sprouts. <laughs> because the way you sold these Brussels because everybody else is talking about, like, decadent food. Right, 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 and, right. You know, all these things. You just imagine, like, yeah, of course that's the best thing you ever ate. And then you come out of the gates with that leopard. Yes, With, sir. like, that Miami open yes, shirt. Yes, sir. Looking. Oh, yeah. I, ain't got the, I, I left the taco meat up today, man. I ain't want to give them too much sex. But you were like, oh, Brussels. Yes, and I, we're just like I'm all what the fuck, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. But the way you sold it, just so good. It was the thing I wanted the most just out of that so, whole show. Oh, oh, okay, dope. Okay, I definitely did my job, man. Thank you, you man. I pr- appreciate that confirmation. And that was uh, Sunday gravy, right? Yeah, Sunday gravy, man. Best Shout Brussels sprouts in the world, man. As far as I'm concerned, man. You know, if you, you want to fight me, at me if you want to fight about it. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Um, but but yeah, bro. Um, that answer the right question. We we went on a tangent okay, yeah, just because you got tangent. so much personality. Oh, thank you, my brother. But the question was, how did you go from Comfort LA to the Food Network? Food Network yeah, happening? that's right. That's how did right. that happen? Yeah, so um, like I said, man, having that background in acting was dope. You know what I mean? Just me being naturally good on camera is dope. And um, when I first started Comfort, um, I was 
I was selected by Dutch Master because they were doing a Tastemaker series, right? Okay. So, you know, Dutch Master is a cigar company, but they were, like, trying to get on some rare bullshit and, like, create, like, content outside of the space. Okay. So they did a, they did a highlight featuring um, um, artists, chefs, and I think uh, it was one more. I think it might have been music or something. But long story short, um, I was selected to be one of the one of the faces um, in the for the food segment, you know. Okay. And I got to shoot shoot a dope little vignette um, with um, um, Chef Evan Funke was in it. Man, shout out to my dog, solid dude right there. Um, and a couple a couple other taste tastemakers in the space. This was like like I said, this early on. This is like 2015, 2014. Um, so the so the vignette was dope. You know what I mean? Okay. And um, a production company just got a hold of it, you know, and they and they reached out like, like heavily, like, yo, we we, we really want to really work with you. This is 2015, had to be, or 14, 2015. Really? Yeah. 2015? Yeah. And then 2023, you're on the hot list as a sophomore for the Food Network. That part. That shows you this it shit wasn't built, built in a day. No, sir. Damn. No, sir. So you did, you no, put in sir. the time. Definitely. Definitely put the time in. So quick little side tangent question mm-hmm. about that. You're you're doing successful comfort LA. Correct. You know, you you can see how things are rising and growing. Obviously, it complements everything by building your brand in, especially with Food Network. Definitely. But it's almost like you have to reset because you're starting from the ground level yeah. with them. Yeah. But how do you how do you keep up your motivation to do that? Because in a sense, you're you're killing it in this one area, right? right. But then here you're you're humbled again because yeah. you you're starting from scratch. You know what I mean? How do you balance those two? It's um, the balance comes from, I guess you could say, the the foundation. But just understanding that, man, I am far from from finished. You know what I mean? I'm not a complete product, bro. Like I'm always learning. I can learn from the homeless man on the corner. It's it's, it's knowledge. It's knowledge and everything if you're willing willing to absorb it. So from that standpoint, you know what I mean? The food network, like that shit, can be intimidating, especially being in a space with such heavy hitters. It's like. Alex Garnicelli, you know what I mean? Shout out to Alex, man. I love that woman with my whole heart. I He's, love a story when yeah. you guys were singing. Yeah. Uh, I thought you. Yeah. And hell, that was yeah. so dope. It was, it was so good. It was so good. It was cool. Yeah, she's been a, she's been a, a major supporter, man. Like, like, I, like, ah, man, I'm, I'm indebted to her forever, man. Like, I really feel like she's the reason that I'm on a lot of this Food Network stuff because. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah, for real. I mean, because I. First, my first experience was on our show, Supermarket Stakeout, you know? So, so to go back, sorry. Uh-huh. I know no we went off on a little tangent. So you went from Dutch Masters. Yep. Production company spotted you. Correct. They, we put together a sizzle. Food Network saw it. They loved it. They just want, They just weren't sure, like, how they wanted to work with me. But they just stayed in contact from 2015, you know what I mean, until now. So we were developing stuff with them. But they kept putting you in those little guest spots. Or- yeah, yeah. So the guest spots actually didn't start until, to, uh, what year were you in? 23? Yeah, Probably 20, 2023. 2020, for real. Like to, During think, the pandemic or right before it? Right before, I feel like. Okay. I think it was my normal might have been 19. Yeah, like right before, right before the pandemic, I feel like. Okay. Um, yeah, it it took that it took that time for them to A, I guess, you know what I'm saying, identify a market, but like actually get me to to get on get on camera to see what I to see what I what I really look like in that environment. And so when did you meet Alex? On that that was the first, one? the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the first one. And okay. I've been on every season of Super Mario Stakeout since. It's like four seasons now. now. So going back to when you met Alex, correct? Like what? How did that happen? Like that, what happened? That, it it was just it was just I guess you could say magic. We we just she saw my light. You know what I mean? She really loves she loves how I how I how I speak. She loves the verbiage that I use. As as do you? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she <laughs> she told me that I that I should do um should I said I should do a, I should do an ebook. Not ebook, but um, but I uh, I should do like do like not necessarily just voiceover, but um, like a, like a like a like a uh, a vocal cookbook. You know what I mean? Just just me actually explaining like recipes. She said she thought that would be a dope oh. idea, and I'm still gonna work on that, Alex. I promise. Oh my so, god. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. It's yeah. A, you know what I would love to do, and maybe we do it for like a little side piece of content <laughs> for this yeah. podcast episode. Let's do it. I want you to pick out one of Alex Grinnishelli's recipes, mm-hmm. and I just want you to narrate the recipe Say less. on how to put it because I, it. I think it'd be so dope. I love it. I think I might have just found a new language. You know what I mean, <laughs> dude? I'm thinking about it, and I was like, if I was in the kitchen Straight and up. I was cooking, and I hear just we narrate Jerry, like, your cookbook. He'd be like, oh, you got to like Straight just up. something you would say. I just want to hear it now because I know 
Whatever I end up making, even if I fuck it up, it's all good. It's gonna taste amazing. You damn straight. You damn straight. <laughs> like I'll be a better person after I did this. After, <laughs> after hearing you tell me how to make that, but that's actually, that's a really good idea, yeah, man. It is, and I, and I promise, Alex, I'm working on it. I'm working on it for sure. So yeah, but like I said, she just championed me, man. She um she she just made sure I was on every season of of, of the show. You know what I mean? I have been on all. Oh, four she seasons. has that kind of juice. That's big dog. Like she big dog, big well, dog. I'm a she, fan. She, I am a fan. So. She Bobby Flay level to me in my eyes. Yeah. She Bobby, she she's Bobby Flay. She's uh, uh, what, uh what's the other bro over there? Um, uh, um, Guy Fieri. You feel me? Like she 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 big dog man for sure. And um, but is yeah. it weird every time I think of Guy Fieri, I immediately think of Frosted Tips. <laughs> Respectfully though, I get <laughs> it. He made he made that he shit very noticeable, man. No, you know, he does. He made a brand it's out of Frosted Tips. One hundred percent, man. He took that away from like all the boy bands. Definitely, bro, <laughs> man. Man, man shout, shout out to bro, man. The uh, Trailblazer, man, to say the least, man. He's making a lot of plays in the space. But but yeah, man. Um, and that led to um, and that led to, to other things like um, like I like I said, I did uh, the best thing I ever ate. You know, the most recent edition of that. Um, four episodes of that, and it's, that's really what it is. It's just kind of like massaging me into the, to the to the viewership of Food Network. You know, getting people like kind of acclimated to my to my face. You know, and kind of like, you know, putting me putting putting me in the fire. And <clears throat> each time I feel like I'm on camera, I'm getting better. You know, um, I only say that because Alex told me the last time we shot together a few weeks ago that that same thing that like. What is it that you're doing better? Comfortability and being able to 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 articulate what it is that you that you're actually consuming. And you know, you're not scripted, are you? No, no, I don't do I don't like scripts. I don't do I don't do scripts. The only way I can find success is if you let me do a variation of me. You know what I mean? I'm cool with bullet points, but I need to get to the point how I get to the point. So, do they do scripts on Food Network? No, no, not at all. No, 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 not at all. So you really are. Yeah, I take that even back to acting. Like even when I was like, because I had a very successful web series I was part of, like. She was like a fucking cult classic, you know what I mean? Over five million views, you know what I mean, of a of a vignette style. But my what I was shooting, it was never scripted. It was always just like, yo, this is what we need to talk about it. Y'all get to it how you get there. Yeah. If I have that free range in any any situation, I feel like I'll be successful. But once I have to stick to some script that you're telling me to say, and that's just my defiant nature, I feel like, man. Like, I don't need you to tell me shit. Like, I can figure this shit out myself if you let me. But that's more ego. That's I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working well, on it. Well, at some point, too, it's also playing to your strengths. True. Finding, I mean, some people like it, some people don't, but it's it's true. You think about a character that people find, and it becomes a markability thing. Right. Like, when you think of Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn has done a number of movies, and he has some range, and same thing with Will Ferrell, but both of them found something that they're able to recreate right. in films, and they've done several films in similar characters, that- right? They found their pattern, they found their way, and it resonates with the audience, even though it's a different story. Very true. And from an artist's perspective, you're like, but I want to do something different. Like right. Will Ferrell did Stranger Than Fiction. True. Right? And Hilarious. then so it's I get it, but it, if it works, right. you know what I mean? Stay with it. No, I get it. 100 percent You it's, know what I mean? Because one thing you can't fake is authenticity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all that fake shit, like you can put on a face, but that shit is gonna fade eventually. You know what I mean? Being your authentic self and coming to a space in your authentic self is is a recipe for success as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? You can't, it's only one of you. It's a whole bunch of ends, but it's only one of you, man. So I like, really understand the power of you is uh is extremely important. And just just me understanding that and being in this space with all these giants, you know what I mean? Antonio Lofasas, you feel me, the Jet Tills, these people who are are highly regarded in a space, like what kept what keeps me, as you say, grounded is knowing that I'm here for a reason. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be in this situation if I wasn't built for it. So how can I learn? How can I continue to get better so the next time I'm on camera, I'm better than I was previously? Yeah. Damn, man. It sounds like you found joy in your process. 100%. 100%. Because, you know, it, it, it's it's difficult, man, when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're not necessarily searching for purpose, but, like, when you kind of, like, searching for what's really going to make you happy. You know what I mean? And what where where does your light shine the brightest? You know what I mean? And really having the nuts to go ten toes down into that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, or ovaries. Either or. It's not... not <laughs> <laughs> We're an equal opportunity, uh, equal opportunity straight up. Whichever one you got, but uh, <laughs> whichever but yeah. one you got. <laughs> but yeah, man, just like like really understanding, man. It's no accidents, man. If you're in a room, you're supposed to be there. So move like you're supposed to be there. I love that respect. I like that. So what do you wish you would have known when you started? What would have been something that if you could talk to you, say, hey, man. Mm, uh, okay. If one thing. Even though you identify somebody who may may be stronger in a, in a space than you are, 
you should still get well, um, you should still get acclimated to that space as well. You shouldn't just focus on what your strengths are. You know what I mean? You should always be, and that's that's really like the 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 the, the primary thing I can I can take away from that is just like just because this is somebody else's job doesn't mean you shouldn't know that job as well. You know, because sometimes, especially if you if you if you work in a team setting and you know, like I say, I, I'm I'm the face of the company. I'm the, you know what I mean, I'm the one that kissing the babies, I'm the energy, I set the tone, but there are also things on the back end that you have to be, that you have to be privy to, that you can't just leave to the other party to do. You know what I mean? Because life isn't promised, man. Like shit can end tomorrow. You know. So like, just being fully versed in every, every piece of whatever business you're in was something that I would have took. I would have just not necessarily. I would have just guess took more seriously when I first started. You know. Yeah. Instead of later. That that's that's one of the primaries. Because it doesn't sound like you're trying to do everybody's job, but if no. you know enough of it, you have respect for it. You have respect for it, and you can you can take over as some if something is lacking. You can identify a discrepancy. You can identify how this can be done better because you know how it works. I'm very visual, like with everything. Like I'm hands on. I'm 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 systematic. Like I have to create a system to understand something, you know. And just like and even when I started, I didn't know that shit. This is things that that I that I learn about myself as I as I grow and as I continue to develop. So. Like just knowing that now, you know what I mean? If I could go back, that's something I would have definitely applied to. Because one thing I can do also is that like um, sometimes I get complacent with things, you know what I mean? And like, and I see the vision, I see where it's going, but it's like I'm just cool with it being right here. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not settling for that complacency because you know, success can breed complacency if you let it, you know. And one hundred percent. So we like, see it time and time again. Straight up. That's why I mean? new people come up and take over the old guard. Straight the up. Incumbents. Straight up. Straight up. Because so, they're willing to go where they're no longer comfortable. One thousand. When they used to be the trailblazers. Yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head, champ. And just like understanding that, but like I say, it's it's no accidents. It all happens in time. You know, what I mean, you gotta shit. You gotta grow better to know better. So it sounds like during your process, like or from the time you were younger till you know growing up and doing more things, you went from being open to learning, because it mm-hmm. seems like you've always been open to learning, Word. to seeking out Correct. learning. Correct. Which 100%. are two different things. No, very true. Right? Very true. And that's what it seems like. Is that you valid? The, you fucking, I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, right. thanks, <laughs> This is a podcast, say, so we got to say this. I said it better myself. <laughs> and I hope I'm not cussing too much for y'all out there, man, but I, it's I'm actually you, trying it's to your t- story. I'm actually I'm trying, just trying to, to match you down just so you know. I know you are. <laughs> to tone it down a little bit. Hey, no, be you. You know, no, remember, no. be your authentic no, self. I, I, I'm all, I'm always Come on, me. man, I'm always dog me. food. But just being, just being on TV, it also has me privy to not use, not use as many. Uh, That's the cool thing about this plays as I yeah, normally would. This ain't so. TV. This is HBO, baby. You're damn straight, baby. <laughs> That's some good straight. branding, though, right? Facts. Oh my gosh. Facts. So, but man, it sounds. I could honestly talk to you for so long. My dog. We do man. talk a lot, we actually. Do. We definitely do. But it's. I hope people found value in this because you're sharing so much you better, information. Motherfucker. I got dropped a whole bunch of gems, man. If you ain't digging them shits up, somebody else will. I promise. Which camera? I'll look at all the cameras and let y'all know. These are valuable lessons, and this is a beautiful thing that my brother's doing here, man. You know, and I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful for the time. grateful for the energy. Yeah. My dog. Let's switch gears. Switch. Switch.